Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into a new edition of the Breakaway Bands Podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. Mike Griffin, Noah Trombley, Nathan Moser are back. This time, we're going to preview the Eastern Conference. We, Nate and I already previewed the West. That'll come out shortly today. The three of us are back because we're going to kill a five-on-three power play. <laughs> and we're going to cover the Eastern Conference. We'll break down everything in the Atlantic and the Metropolitan. But, gentlemen, we are T-minus three days from the start of the NHL season. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. So is SpongeBob. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm ready. Yeah. NHL. Yeah, I, um. yeah I, I've i been – I've missed – this is the first time in – No, I mean, I've missed hockey, but this is probably the most I've missed hockey in in a while. Just be, I mean, it's hard when your own team, like, hasn't met the mark that they've needed to, but you know, things may be uh, finally turning a corner. But, uh, no, but in all seriousness, I'm, I've been – I like I've missed it so much since like the summertime. So I'm I'm happy. I enjoyed the summer, obviously, but I'm I'm happy we're back. And we are back. So like I said, we're gonna cover the East today. Nate and I've already covered the West. So here we go. We're gonna start with the Atlantic Division. How the st- standings looked last year. Noah's Canadiens finished in eighth, followed by the Red Wings, Senators, Sabers. And then the Florida Panthers, who went all the way to the Stanley Cup final, Tampa Bay Lightning, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then the record-setting Boston Bruins. That's how it looked last year. This is now how we're going to go see it this year. No, I'll start with you. Who do you look at as the last-place team in the Atlantic Division? I got the Ottawa Senators. Um, Whoa! Okay. Oh, wow. I was very unimpressed with them last year. Uh, Mike, you talked, <clears throat> excuse me. Mike, I think last year you talked about them that you were like, oh, I'm excited for this team. I'm ready for them to step up. And they just didn't. Mm-hmm. They just didn't show anything that showed, like, oh, okay, this team can go somewhere next year. It, they just looked so flat. They looked so unimpressive. And they, I don't know, like, I don't think they added anything big this offseason that makes them that team that puts them over the edge or puts them in a place where now they can contend. Um, I think when I look at the rest of these teams, like when I look at all these other teams, they at least have the guy like for Detroit, you at least got Dylan Larkin from Montreal. They've at least been building something. They've got Cole Caulfield. They got Suzuki. They, they've got mm-hmm. playmakers. I look at the Sens. I just don't see anybody. I just don't see anybody super impressive. That's like going to, get the goals that they need when, when they're down two one or they're tied one, one, I just don't see that guy. So I, I think they're going to struggle all year. So I got sends at eight. Okay. Nate. Um, I'm going with Montreal here. Oh, come and- on. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. This isn't, this isn't like a personal attack or anything like that. Hold they're on. not going to be Hold that on. bad people. I'm, al- <laughs> I'm allowed to explain myself here. Um, look, I think that Montreal is going to take steps forward, but I think that we, I need to see a little bit more and look, I'm, and Mike, I think we didn't get to like their new, like the new acquisitions. Um, I think Alex Newhook is going to be very good. I liked that acquisition coming from the Colorado Avalanche. He's, he's 22 years old. 
Um, you know, and, and I, I think he's got a really good chance to find his way in Montreal. I look, I like a lot of the pieces, Kirby doc, Cole Caulfield, obviously uh, Suzuki is captain, you know, Slavkovsky. We'll see what he can do for the team. But I, I still, there's just, it, it's not a knock on Montreal. It's just of, of the teams that I have above. I, and I just, I need a little bit more from the hat. The Habs need to grow a little bit more. Got a lot of young talent. Not saying they're not going to get there. It's just, I think right now, this is going to be a transitional season for them. And I think we're going to see them better than they were last year. I just think that between the teams that are ahead of them, it's it's no knock on Montreal. It's no knock on you, Noah. It's no mm-hmm. knock on on anything. It's just I think that we're gonna they're gonna be better. I just I just between the teams ahead of them, I just think they're they're not there yet. They're still in that position. Mike, what do you think? The the thing for me is the one thing that defined Montreal for so long was Carey Price, mm-hmm. and they don't have that. They don't have Carey Price anymore. So I have to look at what else is coming. I love the young players. I love Suzuki. Caulfield's a a stud if he can stay healthy. But we're at the point now where I think Jeff Gordon and Marty St. Louis are evaluating everybody. Who's the future? Who's not? It wouldn't shock me if they're out of it, argument's sake, by the deadline. Maybe someone could come in and say, what can I get for a Brendan Gallagher? Something like that. That way we're really looking at this the, the way I think a youth movement's going. I got Montreal in eighth too, but it's more so because they haven't proven to me anything. Outside of 2020, when they got to the cup final based on how the divisions aligned, I, I, I need to see them do it before I can put them ahead of these other teams. Well, and I'm and I'm glad you mentioned the goaltending, Mike, because I forgot to. But that's that's too important of a point. Um, I I you talk about you know them needing to prove something to you. I need the goaltending to prove a little more. Yeah. And if they can't, they got to get somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think they're fully capable of getting someone else if they don't want to roll with who they have. It's just, but I'm not for this season. I just mean down the no, road. No, but yeah. the perfect for me, and I've said this. I said this about the Ducks, and I think the same thing could be said about Montreal. The guy's out there. His name is Carter Hart. Mm. If you want a young goaltender who could help the young nucleus of your team, that would be the guy to go get, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I I have a question for you because you brought up the Ducks, and this was something that I thought about. Uh, Quack attack. You think there's any possibility that the Habs could get Gibson? No, they're not in win. If they were a win now, oh, team, okay, that's true. Yeah, that's now, true. now I think you could see John Gibson go to three teams in this division, maybe a fourth, depending on where they stand. But I don't think Montreal's one of those teams I would want to go to. Yeah. And again, that's not to disrespect them. It's just where they are as friends. Yeah, it's it's nothing. None of this is personal. Until yeah. we get to where my team is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, but, Nate, you, you kind of teed me up for the team I have in seventh because I'd rather have John Gibson than their goalie. I'd rather have John Gibson than Jonas Corpusala in Ottawa, and that's who I've got in seventh. I love Ottawa. 
I love their forward group. I love most of their decor with Shabbat. They'll get a full year of Jacob Chikrin. But I don't I just don't know what I'm getting out of Jonas Corpusal. That's why I put Ottawa in seventh. And like, yeah, the Tarasenko move is like good, but it's just like, eh, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't seem to fit there. I'm intrigued by it. I will say it like that. I'm very mm-hmm. Is their plan to be outscore everybody? Because if they do, that could totally work. But, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah, I definitely. got Ottawa in seventh. No, how about you? I've got Detroit in seventh. Okay. Um, I Again, this is another team, Mike, that I think you and I talked about last year, or we talked about on the show. We were excited for this team, and they just mm-hmm. disappointed on such a massive level. We've been looking for this team to take the massive step forward so many times, and they just can't do it. Every year they finish – like, best they finish fifth, but they always seem to finish, like, sixth or seventh. They just cannot take a step forward. They Maybe they finally get over the hump this year. They finally add a big young player in Alex to bring it from Chicago. So that's huge. You get JT Comfer now, uh, Daniel Sprong, Christian Fisher – um, you know, you add Jeff Petrie on the back end, Shane Gosses Bear on the back end. So they're at least loading up. Again, I don't know about goalies. Uh, I don't know what I'm getting from Billy Huso. I don't know what I'm getting from James Reimer now as the backup. I I just don't know. So when goaltending is your biggest question mark, that's not good. So they could probably score some goals this year with Larkin to bring it, Comfer and Perron, but other than that, I'm not so I'm not sold on the Detroit Red Wings. Um, for me, I've also got Detroit seventh. Um, yeah. and it 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 this is where things get really really tight. It's just a really tight uh like window for me. Reason I've got Detroit here is is you know I mean they've got a lot of of, of a lot of good players. But they need some more great players. I saw an article, and I and I can't. Unfortunately, I can't. Uh, I can't uh, actually give it like a shout out because I don't remember where it was from. But it was basically talking about you probably Google it. It was basically like I think it was like the Detroit Red Wings need a superstar. Like they have a lot of really good players, but there's no the guy. There's no superstar that it's all built around. I mean. I know that there's people that, that are going to say Larkin, and he's very good, but he's not – and he's the captain. So he, like, kind of is the guy, but I think there's – you can go with someone – hard to get, obviously, but you you got to go with, like, another tier. And I, maybe the closest to that's to Brinkett. Um, You know, we'll see, obviously, what he's able to do. But, you know, I, I mean, we Noah mentioned the guys. JT Comfer, good player. Alex Dabrinkit obviously is a very good player. Um, Goss Despair, you know, he he he's he's a de- you know Justin Hole. I know that there were Leaf fans that weren't a fan of his, so we'll see how he can bounce back with Detroit. Uh, goaltending, we got to see what we got in Billy Huso. He obviously was with them last year, but um, we got to see with him. It, it's they Jeff Petrie, you know. It's it's like they've got all these guys and they're good, but we. Good isn't good enough. They need to go to the next step here. And I just think you look at a lot of the talent that uh, one of the other teams that we'll talk about that I've higher on this list has in comparison to Detroit. I just think that some of their young stars on this other team that we're going to get to, uh, I think there's, they're going to be getting closer to their ceilings this year. So maybe some breakout seasons. And uh, that's just going to lead Detroit kind of down in this spot. So 
I've got Detroit at six, so I, I can't go off that much more. But I, I again, you brought up Gib- Gibson again. Gibson be good there. He's right. Gibson and Huso is a duo. That's fine. Yeah. I, I think the biggest question I have with Detroit, I like Larkin. I like the Brinkett. I like some of their other pieces. Andrew Kopp, who they brought in last year. Kubelik had a nice year for them. I love Moritz Sider on the back end. I, I question Lalonde a little bit as the head coach. Mm. I just don't know enough. But we're getting close to where it's getting time to put up or shut up here for the Detroit Red Wings. And if this doesn't work, Nate, we talk about this in our group chat. There is a superstar who will be a, at least a restricted free agent soon who I think could turn the corner here if he's not happy. Right. I'd make a play on Elias Patterson if I'm Detroit. Mm-hmm. That'd be the that'd be <clears throat> the guy I'd see. You know, what? I mean, a, a a lot of teams would make a play for Elias Patterson. But, but here would be the one thing though. There is a Swedish connection in Detroit when you talk about guys like Thomas Holmstrom, Nick Lidstrom, mm-hmm. you know. And I think Detroit also would have the prospect capital that Vancouver would want <laughs> to say, okay, here's Elias Pettersson. Well, and, th- and there you go. You, I mean, just imagine if you're Elias Pettersson and you're trying to contemplate, you know, whether you like the direction Vancouver is going to be going in. And then all of a sudden you get a phone call from Nick Lidstrom telling you to come play for the Red Wings. I mean, that I'm not saying that, you know, he was necessarily Pettersson's idol, but I mean, he's definitely one of the best Swedish players of all time. He, he's a great guy to get it, an okay from. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, Detroit's got a lot of question marks this year because it's like, God, take the step forward. Really, I take the step forward. All right, so I've got Detroit at six. No, who do you have at six? I have the Canadians at number six. The reason I put them – here's the thing. I agree with you guys. I think the Canadians are – I think the Canadians, Senators, and Red Wings are all kind of built the same. They've all got a lot of really good pieces. For the Canadians, you got Nick Suzuki, Kirby Dock, Alex Newhook as your center depth. That's pretty good. You've got Brendan Gallagher. You've got Monaghan. You've got Uri Slavkovsky. Josh Anderson's still there. Uh, Michael Matheson on the back end. David Savard on the back end. You've got some young pieces. However, I think what – I think, and now this is maybe, maybe me from just watching them so much last year, but I think when you look at them last year, you we talked about – Nate, you literally said Detroit needs a superstar. I think Montreal's got that superstar in Cole Caulfield. I really think they do. And I mean, look, and I mean, like we talked about the stats, I think back it up. He was on pace for 50 goals last year, 46 games played. He had 26 goals. I think this kid's going to be the superstar that Montreal needs. So I think if he stays healthy this year, I think he's going to break out even more. So that's why I have Montreal above the Red Wings and the centers, because I think they have their guy. That's why I think the, the rebuild process is almost over for the Canadians because they have their guy. They have their – now, let me let me be clear here. I'm not putting them on the same level as these guys, but they've got their Crosby. They've got their Ovechkin. They've got their guy that can just go score goals when they need to. Well, I think you understand our point as well with our yeah. record. No, I do. I get it. So, I, 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 <clears throat> sitting page there. What were you saying, Nate? 
Oh, oh, um, I, for me, for who I've got at six, I've got the Ottawa Senators here. Uh, and the reason why is I, as I, I kind of alluded to when I was talking about Detroit, I think we're going to some of these really young st- I mean, and I'm looking at the ages. Some of the, their stars are still very, very young. We're talking Tim Stetzel is 21 years old. He's 21 years old. Jake Sanderson's 21 years old. You know, and and Stutzel was at the point where I think he can hit a hundred points this year. He is that good. He, I believe, let me check his uh, stats from last year. Last season, he played seventy-eight games. He had thirty-nine goals and fifty-one assists for ninety points. He was one goal away from being a forty-goal scorer, and he was ten away from being a one hundred-point guy. And he's twenty-one years old. You got him. You've got Jake Sanderson, who has shown what he can do on the back end, and he's only 21 years old. He still has a whole lot of time ahead of him. You know, you're going to get a full year of Jacob Chikrin on the on the blue line for the Senators, um, bringing in a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko, which obviously I can't attest to how good he was last year. Mike, you you would be better at explaining him, but Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk, captain of the uh, the team, 24 years old. Um, going along with Detroit, though, if we're talking about similarities between these clubs, it's another thing, and it's another theme with this, and it's goaltending. And Corpusalo, we'll see what he's able to do. I'm not totally sold on him either as, as a goaltender, and a lot of people thought the contract, term-wise, and I don't know if anyone complained as much about the money. I don't remember the money off the top of my head. I think it was more term that yeah, it was like five years around four million a year. So I don't think I don't have so much of an issue with the payment per season. I have an issue with the term just because you know you're handing a guy a big contract, and maybe that was to help get him there, but I just I'm not sold on him, and he's now you're paying him to be the guy. And I just haven't seen enough. I know he has flashes of being good. But is it going to be good enough for this team? And that's what we have to see this season. And, you know, we'll see how it is. I mean, it's a new team, so he's obviously got to get adjusted to everybody that's around him. But um, And one more guy I want to bring up. I don't want to go too long on this. Uh, but when he finally comes back, and he's another one of the young guys, 24 years old, Josh Norris. Josh Norris basically didn't play at all last season. He only played, I think, like eight games. This is a guy who was – a couple seasons away, he had 35 goals. He very well could get 40 if, as long as he's not dealing with any serious setbacks. He only played eight games last season, so he'll need some time. They don't know the timetable when he's going to be back, but when he is, he's one of the best damn forwards on their roster. And I don't doubt whatsoever that he could put up 40 of his own. So that's, we'll obviously have to keep an eye on him, but he's another one that's. You know, they got that, they got him in the Carlson trade. One of their the big pieces they were able to get back in that trade, sending Carlson to San Jose. But they've got some they've got some players on that team, man. I tell you what, and they're gonna be fun to watch. When I look at Ottawa, Detroit, I know we always lump them in with Buffalo. I'm gonna lump them in with a team in the West, too. I'd lump them in with Anaheim. The one difference would be John Gibson. Right. And so if John Gibson were to ever get traded to an Ottawa, to a Detroit, he would put them over the – not over the top, but he'd make them a playoff team 
more than they are now. But I think we're waiting for those three teams to take that next step. But for Ottawa and Detroit, it's more so we're waiting on a playoff appearance. Anaheim, it's just we need you to be competitive at some point. Mm-hmm. Not to not to put anyone on the spot here, but what do we think happens with Shane Pinto? Obviously I think you move, I, if you can't get him. this done, you got to move him. Yeah. Do do we think that's what happens? I mean, because they think is it just is it more of like a cap issue? Like it's a cap issue. So my question would be. If you knew this was going to happen with Pinto, why'd you sign Tarasenko? That was I was about to ask that question. Unless, unless your plan was as soon as you sign Tarasenko, you move Pinto. Now you're in a spot where teams are going to just sit there and go, "Well, now we're at we're, we have the leverage because you have to get rid of the player." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is where a team, a, a, a team with cap space and a team on the rise, can get another legitimate goal scorer. I'm looking at you, Chicago Blackhawks. Mm. That would be nice. You put Pinto with Bedard? Hall, Pinto, Bedard? Could that work? Probably. You're, say, you're saying, what are you saying? Oh, Hall, I said Hall Pinto. Pinto. Yeah, okay. Hall, Pinto, Bedard. Well, is Bedard playing center, though? He might be. I'm, I, I, would Pinto, think so. I don't know if Pinto's ever played wing, but he, I mean, even if you roll with Bedard Pinto as your top two centers, yeah, that, that's, that's currently on the currently on daily faceoff. They had the Blackhawks first line is Taylor Hall left wing, Bedard center, Ryan Donato as the right wing. I kind of like that also. Yeah, I like Ryan Donato's play. All right, on the fifth in the Atlantic, no, who you got? Fifth for me, uh, I've got the Boston Bruins. Um, <clears throat> look, they they were first last year. They were record-setting. I get that. But you lose two of your best players in your team's history. You lose uh, Terge- um, Bergeron and Krejci. So, like, those are going to be two guys that you have to replace. Um, you still have Marshawn and Charlie Coyle and Pasternak, which is fine. But I just think they're taking a big step back this year. Um, you you add James Van Riemsdyk on the first line, which is cool. But to me, I think you need to go younger because that, to me, just has an expiration date on it. They're just going all these veterans that are going to try to maybe do one more run at it. I think it's not going to work. It, it could. Who knows? Um, <clears throat> again, they, there's another big question of goalie, which is, you know, we, we saw Linus Allmark have a great regular season last year. And then he got to the playoffs and yeah, he was hurt, but he got smoked. He looked awful. So is he going to be able to repeat what he did last year? I just think when you look at the other teams in this division, there's just so many teams that are younger, faster than them. Bruins, they just kind of got older and slower to me. And we all know speed's the name of the game. So I think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna work as well this year. I predict them to go fifth last year, and I'm gonna predict them to go fifth again. <clears throat> uh, I've got the Bruins fifth too. Um, and here's the thing. Uh, I mean, Noah, I think you said it perfectly. Uh, Bergeron and Krejci. I mean, even if they were able to like go get like a solid first line center this off season, which I mean, is, is just a hard thing to, to ask for a hard thing to pull off without giving up significant assets. And, and obviously that's not when this happened, uh, at least at this point in time. 
you lose Bergeron and you lose Krejci. That's it's such a big hit. And no, I think you said it perfectly when you said that, you know, this idea of signing veterans, you know, a Shattenkirk, Van Riemsdyk. I mean, this is just their last kick at the can to try and see how far they can go. And, and I mean, it, we've seen this in, in a ton of different sports where, I mean, I've seen it in other sports too, like football or whatever. It's like you're signing the veterans and it's just like, all right, one more, one more try. Let's try to get, you know, you try to bring in these veterans that, uh, you know, may or may not kind of help get a little bit of a boost. And this, um, and this is, this is not the Rams two years ago. This is not them signing superstars. Oh no, no, no. I wasn't, I wasn't saying that. that, but, that but that's um, what I mean though. Like there's a way there's, there's doing that when you're signing like the superstars who still have like a couple years left versus right. like, mm. there's, there's a certain aura to it when you're, when you see these sign-ins and you're like, okay, like I, I understand what you're trying to do, but the, the there's you know when you see these moves with these teams and where they're at, when you can tell whether it's whether they're the Rams and they're about ready to go uh, go for it all, and you know like the Bruins this year where it's just like all right, you know you're you're signing Shattenkirk, you're signing Van Reems, like you brought Milan Lucic back, you know he was he was a Cup hero for you guys back in 2011, you know he's gonna end his career probably with the Bees. You know, it's a nice PR move in there, you know, but at, you know, and I, one X factor I'll say for this, and I've heard a lot of hype about this guy. I have not watched him, so I cannot have a personal opinion about him yet, but I've heard that 19 year old Matthew Poitras, I believe is that's how you say it. Um, he's a center uh, for the Bruins. Uh, they just uh, got him not too long ago. I think they drafted him in 2012, uh, 2012, 2022. Um, and it, it appears from what I've heard that he's been doing pretty well. Whether he's actually going to be on the team, you know, we'll see. But, you know, I, I've got the Bruins here at, uh, at fifth. I just think they're uh, – this is going to be the year where they decide, all right, you know, going starting next offseason, we're going we're gonna to have to maybe look at, uh, you know, a rebuild of some sort. I think you're looking more of a retool because a lot of guys are on your contract. That's fair. I, I, I've got the Bruins here too. Uh, listen, they're going to – whether Pointress plays well, Coyle plays well, Pavel Zaka plays well, they're not Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. They don't provide that leadership that those guys provide. Bergeron, you put on in every situation, five-on-five, five, power play, PK, and he's so good. Krejci was so important to the power play. My biggest question is Linus Olmark. Can he do that again? Is he capable of doing that again? I'm not sure. Right. That's my biggest concern. They're going to score. Pasternak can score. Marshan will do his thing. I have questions about Olmark. I do know they could turn to Swayman at any point. But I still have goal, uh, a goaltending concern in Boston. I, I got the Bruins at fifth, too. All right, now who you got starting off the top four? Start off the top four, Nate. This is the year to, that they need to prove it. I'm going Buffalo Sabres. Um, they, this is, but this is this is a year of they need to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, crap needs to change. Uh, because this is a team that's got all the hype behind him. You get Tage Thompson last year. Now you get Alex Tuck in here. Jeff Skinner should be still be very good. You, Gacy Middlestad, you just got so many very fun players on this team. Connor Clifton now pairing with Rasmus Dahlin in the D, in the back end. Owen Power with uh, – you got Samuelson, Eric Johnson. You just got so many good 
nice players, the perfect, I think, kind of veterans that pair well with the younger kids. But this all comes down – I mean, this really, Nate, you've talked him up. This comes down to one kid. Can Devin Levi show up? Can he be the number one goalie in Buffalo? And that's the biggest question mark. So the team in front of him is going to be very, very good, but he needs to show out. It, I mean, like I said, it, it's tough to say that, but it all rides on him. If he plays well, this team can go far. I would have him squeaking into the wild card. But if he doesn't, oof, they I don't know what you do with Buffalo. I mean, if if they're like very close to the playoffs and it's like, oh, they just lost like one game that they shouldn't have. Maybe we go one more year with this. But man, I mean, I, I, I and I'll, I'll get to them. But I for me. I just like I, I don't think anything needs to change. It, it, I mean, if they like f- fall flat on their face, then you know, I mean, we can have another conversation about it. But I, if they're a lot of their guys are still very young, so I don't I I I hesitate to just be like, okay, well, we got we got to like change some stuff up. A uh, lot there they were the youngest team in the league last year, mm-hmm. and there's a really good shit. I mean, and that was with Craig Anderson as one of their top goalies on the team at 41 years old. Now their starters a 21 year old. So I know for sure they're the youngest team in the league. So I, I, I'll get to them, but I, I think that I, I wouldn't be, you know, but there's going to be a lot of pressure on Levi for sure, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to them. Yeah. I, no, I, like, I, but like I said, the, the, te- kind of the-, the team in front of them is really good, but this is just all pressure on Devin Levi right now. Mm-hmm. Mike, do you want to go or no? Go ahead. Okay. Um. All right. For me, at four, I've got the Panthers. Now, it's been interesting how I've seen with the Panthers because I've actually seen uh, like other people have the Panthers lower, and it, like they think that the Panthers are just going to be like like a you know like oh this was just their one season where they like everything just some somewhat happened to work out for them. I, I disagree. I think that there's a lot of skill on this team, and I think that they you know, are going to be in that wild card fight. But I don't, I, I think it's, you know, they went on a magical run. They got hot at the right time. But I, I still think that they're going to be about where they were last year when they got the wild card spot in order to make the playoffs. Uh, but they've got a lot of talent. And obviously it starts with Barkov, Matthew Kachuk, uh, Aaron Ekblad, obviously some of those, the key pieces X factor is always is going to be Sergei Bobrovsky because we don't know what version of him is going to show up. Um, I'm curious to see what Oliver Ekman Larson is going to be able to do. I know obviously things could have worked out better in Vancouver, but I just think he, all he's got to do is be kind of like a locker room leader. Uh, he's 32 years old, be like a nice depth defenseman for him. I don't think he's got to, I mean, he doesn't have to be the guy. That's what Ekblad's there for. And that's why Ekblad has an A on his Jersey. Um, you know, and we'll see what some of these other guys do. Brandon Montour is another guy. Sam Reinhardt, Evan Rodriguez, Carter Verhage, who was obviously like a – he was a nice player for Tampa. And then Florida turned him into a star, you know, and he's only 28 years old. So he's just hitting his prime now. So did, I, I've got Florida uh, being fourth in this division and and by no means, like I said, I some people had them like lower – and I just think that that's with what they did last year in the playoffs and how, and the fact that they were able to sneak in, I, I think they deserve a little bit more credit than that. 
I think three through like six or seven in this division are very much interchangeable. That's fair. That's that's to credit to them. I I, I can I can understand that. Maybe not to me. I, I, I I've got the Sabers at four for a lot of the reasons Noah said. I think we need to see them prove that they belong. Listen, they had a great year last year, but there were also no expectations. Now there's an expectation. How do these young players handle the expectation? And Nate, I told I've told you this countless times. I think the one thing they didn't do this offseason that they should have done was bring in a veteran goalie to help Devin Levi. I agree. I, I think that was the one mistake Kevin Adams made. I'm not saying you had to go all out and trade for a John Gibson, but you could have signed a Cam Talbot and have Cam Talbot be the backup to Devin Levi. I, I just – that's the one thing. Listen, I love Tage Thompson. Tuck is a good player. I'm a big Dylan Cousins fan. But this team needs to show up and, and realize there is an expectation now in Buffalo. How do they play with those expectations? But I think they have the right coach in mind with Donnie Granato. He's done a very good job. Mm-hmm. He has a very good job. All right, Noah, top three. All right, starting off the top three. Uh, number three, I've got Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, this team, we know how good Tampa Bay is. Braden Point's a superstar. Nikita Kucherov's a superstar. Steven Samkos is still very, very good. Victor Hedman's superstar. I think the problem is, is that I cannot put them against the top two teams I have simply because we know Andre Vasilevsky, your top goalie, is going to be out for at least two months, which is killer. And so I I think what's going to happen is you're going to see Tampa Bay kind of lose some games that they probably shouldn't have if they had Vasilevsky. I think they're going to fall a little bit into a hole to start the season. But then once Vasilevsky comes back, they'll be firing at all cylinders and they can climb their way back up. But I think that hole that they're going to be put into because Vasilevsky is out and because he's that good, I just think it's going to kind of kneecap them a bit earlier in the season. They'll get back to the top three but I think they just get to the top three. I, I I can't put them against two of these other teams because simply because these other teams are going to be firing on all cylinders. Vasilevsky's out for a good chunk of the season. All right, Nate, why are the Sabres in third? They are in third. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, here, now, here's first Read thing. Read it like a book. <laughs> first thing that you could probably tell because I had Florida fourth. I know, but here's the thing, too, is that I can understand your argument putting them fourth, too. I think you could really flip-flop the Sabres and the Panthers. Um, f- for me, it's obviously – I mean, you, you guys said it. It's 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 a big year. Um, you know, Levi is the X factor. And I was hoping that they were going to get a veteran goalie, too, to kind of help mentor. When when I think, Mike, you were the person who broke to me that, they, that the Hurricanes signed both Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ranta both back. That that was when I knew that I had a feeling that they we weren't going to be getting anybody because I was hoping one of those guys was going to want to like leave. You know, I mean, I I like both Freddie Anderson and Ranta for Carolina, but obviously, I mean, you're they're I mean, they're such a good team. Why would you leave that situation? So I, I understand why they both stayed. But you know, you probably either one of them probably could have gotten a little bit more minutes that you know pairing with Levi than in the Sabers. But whatever, that's you know that's not the point. Um, we got to see what Levi can do. You know, he's 21 years old. 
Uh, one guy who I'm curious to see what happens, and uh, we'll see if he's actually around the entire season, but the guy that the Sabres drafted at 18 years old back in a few months ago, Zach Benson, who as an 18-year-old put up, he played in six preseason, again, it's preseason, I get it, but put up seven points as an 18-year-old, and everyone's kind of buzzing around in Buffalo because they're excited to see what he can do. He's probably going to get a nine game tryout, but if he can hold his own, like he was doing in the preseason and he was on a line with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner, and he was sticking with them. He was very good, uh, you know, and the, on the boards, getting the puck from certain players and stuff like that. If he can, if he doesn't look like he's drowning and he can play the full season, that's huge. But you know, Young team, they all, all got to take the next step. But as you said, now there's expectations. Now they they need to uh, to not. Oposo said it best: the goal is not the playoffs this year. We were one point shy. That's that's basically almost like making it. Obviously, they didn't. But you need to raise the bar further than just making it. Now, now it's got to be about the cup, and that's the mindset that they're in now. It's not just oh well, we got to actually make it this year maybe be a point better no expectations are higher than that because they know they can and they saw a team like florida sneak in and then the new season begins and you can go on your run so i will see what they can do um and uh we'll see uh how things play out i've got the panthers at three i listen my biggest question mark is still going to be sergey bobrovsky i don't know what i'm going to get but this team did this thing last year, and I'm just still stunned by what they were able to accomplish, if that's the way, right way to put it. I, I think their talent – Nate talked about their talent before. Paul Maurice is a good coach. I, I, I like where they're at. I'm going to go with Florida. All right, no, who you got it sec- in second? In second, I got the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, um, this team! Look, they they got the they got the gorilla off their back last year. They finally made it out of the first round of the playoffs, so that's a huge relief off of them. And you know, it didn't they didn't get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but they put up a good fight against uh, Florida. Uh, yeah, Florida, right? They they face Florida. They, yeah. they lost to Florida, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, but they put up a really good fight. Uh, this team, there's a lot of question marks, but, I mean, this team's really, really good. You ne- you have, obviously, your, your core of Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Nylander. Now you bring in Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi. Those are really fun additions. Uh, you still got Morgan Riley and TJ Brody on the back end. Now, in on your second pairing, you put in John Klingberg. I mean, they just added superstar after superstar to me on this team. Uh, obviously, the big thing with uh, them is the goalie situation. Can Samsonov uh, repeat what he did last year? Um, we will see. If he can, man, this team's going to go far. But if they, but we could, we'll see. They're definitely going to be second in this division, I think, for sure. They're definitely going to be one of the top two. But they're just too good. You you add you take Matthews. Just the fact you you have a you have 
two lines now. Your top two lines are Tyler Bertuzzi, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. Your second line is Max Domi, John Tavares, and William Nylander. That's just ridiculous. So, yeah. Tampa, uh, Toronto number two. Excuse me, Nate. Got the Tampa Bay Lightning here. Um, now, obviously, the big thing here is is with Vasilevsky and, and how long he's going to be out. And, and obviously, I mean, he is <clears> – <throat> he's one of the best goalies in the world, if not the best. And they are going to feel the effects of this. Of course they are. I mean, the, the, you know, just it's just of how good he is. He's irreplaceable. But you look at the rest of the team that's there – you look at Stamkos is still there, still fantastic of a player. Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, Victor Hedman. I mean, it, it Anthony Sorelli. They've got so they've got so much talent on the forward ranks that this I this team is is going to be confident because they're confident that they can outscore you, and they have the guys to do it. You've got Stamkos who can do it. You've got Kucherov that can do it. Uh, Braden Point, obviously, uh, we've seen what he can do, at, you know. And then they go and they add uh, a guy like Connor Sherry, who is always a nice complimentary piece with some of these other teams that have gone far in the playoffs. And they also add Tyler Mott. And, Mike, you know f- uh, how significant of an impact of the player Mott can be. He was a Ranger mm-hmm. twice, you know. And Brandon Hagel sneaky acquisition by them to get him you know he's 25 years old and he's a very great left winger and then luke lendenning's a nice uh depth uh forward for them as well so i just think if you look at this team i i definitely think that they're going to have an issue with trying to keep up with the goaltending you know loss that they have that they're going to be dealing with for a little while but I, I just think that they they know how to score at will. The scoring is not an issue for them at all, and I don't think it will be again this year either. They'll eventually come down, but I I think that they've got another year in them. Yeah, I got I got the lightning here too. I, I don't know how well they'll play without Vasilevsky, but I think once he comes back, they're they're gonna they're gonna align and they're gonna play their their rear ends off. But I'll say this. You brought up Mott and Sheary, and I view both of those guys. I know you can play them anywhere, but I view those two guys as replacements for Maroon and Perry, which means to me, and this is not knock on Pat Maroon or Corey Perry. No, you said it before, Boston. Speed's the name of the game. Connor, Sheary, and Tyler Mott can both skate, mm-hmm. and they'll help on a PK unit. You know, they're good players. And then I go to that blue line, and I know people want to question. I love Victor Hedman. Sergachev is so good. And Eric Chernak is one of my favorite defensemen because he's he just blocks shots and he hits people. I, I love Chernak. But there was one name, Nate, you missed. Tanner Janot. And I know people hate what every, everything Tampa Bay gave up for him. If he can reclaim what he had in Nashville two years ago. That's a big time get for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. That's a big X factor. So I got the Lightning here too. They also have John Cooper, who's a really good coach. That's why I got the Lightning at two. Noah, who wins the Atlantic division? I'm all in on Florida. 
give me Florida Panthers win the win the division. I I love this team. I, I think people are saying like, oh, the 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 cup run was a fluke, and that's not who they are. No, to me, I to me, I see that team. That is exactly who they are. To me, this team is so so good, just up and down the board. Like you said, Nate, they've taken Carter for Hagee and made him into a superstar. Barkov's still one of the best. They add in Evan Rodriguez from the Colorado Avalanche. He's, you know, up around 40 to 35 points per season. So that just adds more points to this team. Nick Cousins, Sam Bennett, Matthew Kachuk. Frick, Matthew Kachuk was a, an electric superstar last year in the playoffs. Sam Reinhart. Now you had Steven Lorenz on the fourth line. So I think that's really good fourth line depth. They really just kind of retooled their defensive pairings with Oliver Ekman Larson. You're going to get Aaron Eckblad back. You're going to get uh, Hornquist back. You're going to get Brandon Montour back. And maybe this is maybe this is blind optimism, but I'm I'm I think Sergey Bobrovsky's turned it on. I I'm yeah. buying Sergey Bobrovsky uh, because that that Cup run, well, the final run that they had last year. It was just so good. He was just so electric. He he became the goalie that we all wanted him to be. And I, again, I think this is that. I think what they were in the playoffs last year is a prelude to what they are. This seems going to be great for the next two to three years. Nate, and we'll have to like rewind, uh, go back to last year's because I think I also might have picked them to win the division last year too. Uh, I'm going with the Toronto Maple Leafs winning the division, and. Um, you brought up uh, no, you brought. Uh, I think Noah, or one of the two of you brought. Up, I forgot who said it, but the monkey being off the back, gorilla being off their back. Agree, the, yeah. The just that. I mean that that obviously was so big. I mean I know that they struggled in the second round, uh, were able to get a win, but uh, that's still. I mean the fact that you don't have to deal with that streak continuing uh, is huge, and that's one less thing you got to worry about when the postseason comes around. Um, Toronto is so talented. I mean, the guys you brought up, uh, you know, who they brought in, uh, Klingberg, you know, I think he'll be a nice, uh, addition on the blue line for them. Um, you know, we'll see uh, what happens, you know, obviously with, uh, you know, with Matt Murray being on, I, is it LTIR now? He's LTIR. So it's yeah. going to be Samsonov and Martin Jones. Martin Jones. I forgot they brought in Martin Jones. Yeah. So, so Samsonov will obviously be the guy, uh, you know, Martin Jones, Martin Jones was doing, did pretty well for Seattle last year. I think he had a nice bounce back season. We'll see what he can do in Toronto. Uh, we're going to get a full season of uh, Matthew Nice, which will be nice uh, to see. We'll see what he can do. This will actually be his rookie season. He only played a few uh, regular season games last year. And then obviously, uh, made his mark as well in the postseason for some games uh, by putting up a few points. But we'll see what he actually can do with a full season. Only He's only 20 years old, uh, so you can't expect the world of him. But um, he gotta get, he's got to get used to the league still. But uh, he should be a pretty significant piece for them at left wing. And, and of course, I mean, of course, we got to talk about Matthews, Marner, Nylander. I mean, there, some people are talking about Nylander possibly leading the team in scoring – uh, this season with how good he's he seems like he was in the preseason they brought some grit in ryan reeves uh mike another guy you know from uh, him being on your team 
you know, Morgan Riley on the back end. It's just Tavares. I mean, it goes on and on. We can talk all day about all the different guys they got. Max Domi, you know, that's cool that they have the father-son connection with the Leafs now. And Tyler Bertuzzi, what an ad for them to get him. Uh, obviously, you know, he, he's making his rounds in the Atlantic division, but he's going to be an absolute stud for them. And uh, they're, they're no question – arguably the deepest team in on in this division and in the league. And I, I think they're going to uh, walk away with the Atlantic title. Yeah, I think they walk away with the Atlantic title too. Obviously the caveat would be if they stay healthy. Um, but the biggest question remains in goal with Samsonov. And here's the deal. The pressure's not on until April. This is the year for them. And, like, it's the year for the Oilers. It's copper bust. I don't want to hear anyone talk about, well, they won around and we could be happy. No. This team has to win the cup. I don't think there's a team in the league with more pressure on it than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. And if they don't win the cup, one, it'd be pretty funny. But, two... There has to be some form of a change. They refused to make these changes last year when they finally won around. But that shouldn't be the goal. The goal should be to win a cup. So if they don't win the cup this year, I don't know if it's Sheldon Keefe. I don't know if it's Brendan Shanahan. I don't know if the Leafs have a mascot. Someone's got to go, and the only person who can't go is Brad Tree Living because he just got there. Yeah, I, I so, think I think a lot of people are questioning how, about Shanahan's involvement at this point. Yeah, I, I don't know. Here's the deal, Leafs: you'll rake up the wins in the regular season, but it only matters what you do in the playoffs. Yeah. All right. So, Nate, now I got the Leafs winning the Atlantic. Noah's got the Florida Panthers winning the Atlantic. Outside of that, we were kind of on the same wavelengths for the we most all had, part. We all had, like, Canadians, Red Wings, centers at six or eight. Bottom. We all had. We all had the Bruins at five. And then, yeah. yeah, we really were on the same wavelengths. Yeah. It's just you guys believe a little bit more in lightning. I think they're going to miss Vasilevsky way more than they want to admit. <laughs> When you've been struck by lightning, you tend to believe it. <laughs> Very true. All right. So, uh, onto the Metropolitan last year, the standings looked like this. The Carolina Hurricanes won the division, followed by the New Jersey Devils, New York Rangers, New York Islanders, Pittsburgh Penguins, Washington Capitals, Philadelphia Flyers, and Columbus Blue Jackets. Nate, I will start the Metro with you. Who finishes in last place? The Philadelphia Flyers will finish in last place. You know, for for me, I don't think this is surprising for anybody. I, you know, obviously management completely changed. I think the direction for the Flyers organization completely changed uh, when Briere took over as general manager. Uh, Keith Jones took over as president, and obviously they kept uh, Tortorella as their head coach. But uh, you know, the, the, there's definitely a some, more of a sense of a direction for the Flyers, but it's going to be rebuilding. And it's you know, Briere I, I think had a comment the other day about, well, we're you know we're not going to. I mean, he basically I forgot exactly what he said, but he basically said like we're not going to be, you know, we're going to try to win, but we're also not going to we're also going to try to be smart. 
So everyone basically on Twitter was like, oh, okay, so you're tanking essentially. Uh, that's basically what you're saying without saying that, um, which, you know, they're, they're going to need a little, a few years of rebuilding re, uh, the roster and getting some top picks. And we'll see what happens with Carter Hart and some of these other names that they might ship off to get more picks or prospects or whatever. But uh, I don't expect this team to be, to be grabbing a lot of wins this year. Um, I don't think they'll be the worst team in the league, but I, I yeah. definitely think that they're not going to be the most competitive team either. Got them last in the division, and uh, they're just they're just going to be kind of uh, going through a little bit of a losing transitional period uh, starting this season. Uh, so, but uh, that's where I've got them at this point. They'll just be they'll be, yeah, they'll be there, but they're not. They're going to be last in the division. All right, Noah, hold off your flyers. This is this is a this is a rebuild year. This is them getting back to form. Uh, this is trying to figure out who's on this team for the future, who's not. Yeah, easy. Philadelphia Flyers. I have the Flyers too, but I, I'm going to say this: I don't think they're tanking because I don't think Torts will allow them to tank. They'll compete and they'll play hard. I just think the rest of the division's better than they are. Yes. Well, I don't think. I don't think the team's gonna purposely lose games. It's just management is gonna. Oh, no, no. I, I think you're gonna see some guys. I think if they're hanging around the wild card spot by the deadline, I think you're gonna see Danny Breer more in a sell mode than a buy mode. Yeah, a guy, a guy like Kenekni, maybe even someone if somebody's that interested in Carter Hart, they're looking more so to the future than they're looking at the now. My point is. I think they're still going to compete a little bit more. I just think the division's better. All right, Nate, who do you have in seventh? In seventh, and I don't know if this is going to be really that shocking, or maybe it will be, but uh, I've got the Columbus Blue Jackets here. Um, I, I know that uh, you know. I know that they're uh, you know. We'll see what they can actually do. Um, I know I, they were really hurt last year too, weren't they? They were missing. Yeah, a lot they of were very injury. much banged up. Um, so, you know, maybe this isn't, maybe I should have them a little bit higher. You know, I, I am uh, second guessing myself, maybe having them like at a spot higher, but I'm going to go with, I, I, I need them to actually prove it to me. Um, they definitely did put the work in, in the off season. They got Fantilli. I don't know if Fantilli is going to actually make the team, but um, they have Philly, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, and we'll see what they uh, what they do with him if he plays. Uh, but looking at the the team, they've got Ivan Provorov and Damon Severson uh, on the back end that they added. Uh, they added, I mean, before I think even the draft even happened, they were pretty. Uh, they wanted to get those guys in right away, and we'll see what guy what these uh, star players do with Goudreau and Line A, and um, you know we'll see what this team's able to accomplish with uh, all the different gut players they've got. Warensky, I think we could very well see a solid season out of Warensky. Guy is probably just about to hit his prime, uh, and we'll see what happens. But I, I've got him seventh. No, Nate, you and I are on the same wavelength here. I've got the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, this team was a massive disappointment last year. They were hurt. They just couldn't get anything going. Line A and Goudreau, they're they're good players, but I don't like anybody else on this team. Uh, Fantilli, we don't know if he's going to make it. Ivan Provorov's fine. Uh, uh, goaltending, are we really are we really trusting Merzlinski or Martin uh, as far as their goal contenders? Uh, I just think this is a team that's 
the, I think it's a team that's still going through a massive rebuild. I also kind of wonder how the Babcock situation plays out because they were getting ready for that. And yeah, now there's a coaching change. So um, I don't have Columbus here. I actually think Columbus is going to surprise some people. Nate, I'm very happy I don't live in your area because I got the Capitals. Oh, wow. Okay. I, listen, I said it last week when we did the tiers. The Washington Capitals are entering the St. Louis Blue Territory. We are getting very close, or we're already past the point where some things need to happen. I know what they promised Alex Ovechkin, but that doesn't mean this has to be a retirement home for guys like TJ Oshie, Nick Backstrom, Carlson. Great players, but they're all older, and they all have an injury history. I'm not a believer in the Caps this year, so I'm putting them in seventh. Okay. All right, Nate, who you got in sixth? Well, we'll just continue right where you left off. I've got the Capitals at six. Um, and I and I think you said it, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's we're definitely on the decline here for the Ovechkin era, and – you know, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, they ju- and they just re-signed. Uh, who who was it that had? Uh, did you have an issue with the Tom Wilson contract? I did. I, I thought giving him seven years was outrageous. Um, you know, so the so there's the. I mean, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, they've got some nice play. I mean, yeah. I mean, like Max Pacioretty, who they they brought in. Um, you know that that was an interesting move. Um, you know. I, I liked the Rasmus Sandin acquisition. Yeah, that was a great move. It'll be a nice piece on their blue line for a long time. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about Kemper as their goalie. Uh, I never was the biggest fan of his. Uh, I mean, even when the Avalanche won the Cup, I, I, I think that wasn't – I mean, he obviously played a role in that, but – uh, I think that you know the Avs were just very good at scoring more than their opponents. You know, we saw how wild some of those games with Edmonton were in the playoffs. You know, for me, they've got talent, but I think just overall, I just I, I've got the Caps uh, starting their decline, and um, you know, we'll see what we'll see what they do if they have a season where they're like sixth or seventh, because then you know we'll see what Ovechkin wants to do with what management wants to do i mean i would imagine ovechkin wants to play till he breaks gretzky's record but obviously this complicates this muddies the water a little bit well there are other guys you could say okay maybe we can move this piece and and figure that out we'll have to retool maybe right all right no who do you have in sixth I'm going right with Nate yet again. Going Capitals here at six. Uh, Ovechkin's really the only piece. They, they're so old. Evgeny Kuznetsov's older. Backstrom's older. Tom Wilson's older. Uh, TJ Oshie's better. Uh, older. Um, goaltending. Mm, uh, are we really trusting Kemper? Again, he's older. Um, Pacioretty and Edinson are interesting, but they've been the, the model of inconsistency to me. As far as Pacioretty is concerned, he looks great in one area. He looks terrible the next. Um, this is the start of their decline. I do agree with you guys. This is the start of when they're going to have to probably go into a rebuild mode. So I'm going to go cap, Caps at six. 
I hate where I am now because I'm going to get an entire island to hate me. I'm going to the Islanders at six. Wow. But, but my biggest question is always the same thing when it comes to the New York Islanders. Who is going to score? Sorokin's great. Defensively, they're solid. I still think they're missing a goal score. And if that guy turns out to be Bo Horvat, that's great. I'm not banking on that. But they have talent with Brock Nelson, Barzell, Anders Lee and his big body in front of the net. I'm putting the Islanders here, but it's not because Elias Rokin's bad. I just don't know who's scoring for them. Hmm. Nate, who do you have in fifth? Uh, I also have the Islanders at fifth. Uh, well, you don't have the Islanders at fifth. I have the Islanders at fifth. Um <laughs> And, and I was fighting mentally with putting them in the cap spot uh, at sixth uh, because I kind of agree with you. Uh, you know, I look at – I mean, we know Barzal can score. We know Horvat can score. But, they, but they're going to need more out of Horvat. I mean, that's the <laughs> thing, too, that you mentioned. If Horvat ends up being the guy that can pot the puck in the net all the time, fantastic. That That's a simple answer to the question. And, I mean, they – just from what I've heard, Islander fans wanted more out of him. Like they got, I think he scored in his first game or his first couple games or whatever, and then he kind of just didn't produce as much as Islander fans wanted. And so there's like an X factor there with him. How is he going to fit in this season? Is he going to be, you know, a significant piece? He's certainly supposed to be, but whether or not he actually backs that up with the numbers, we'll have to see. Barzal, we know what he can do. You know, I'm, I, that's the biggest thing, too. You know with Sorokin what he's going to be in net. There's no yeah. question that he's going to be one of the best goalies in the league with how good he is, and he's just hitting his prime himself. It's where the goals are going to come from, and they've got guys that can do it. They just got to do it. Kyle Palmieri can be a significant part of the offense. We'll see how he does. Anders Lee, but these are guys that are about to – that are very close to hitting their mid-30s. So – We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, they they definitely need to uh, figure out, you know, how they're going to go about uh, – how they're about to go about scoring these goals. No. New York Islanders, number five. Um, pretty much, again, everything you guys have said, who's scoring for them. Sorokin's great, but someone has to step up, whether it's Barzal, whether it's Horvat somebody has to do it if they can fantastic they could excuse me they could be higher up but if not they're just going to falter again they're not going to be anything special this year all right i've got the columbus blue jackets here wow that's surprising now he, he here's what i'm gonna say and before people call me crazy they had the most games lost due to injury last year but I believe that the Columbus Blue Jackets have the ability. I'm not going to say they're going to do it. They have the ability to be this year's version of the Seattle Kraken. They can, if they can get in, you don't want to see them. Goudreau, Line, Boone Jenner, they're going to get Warinsky back. I, I kind of like this team. I kind of like what they were building up until the injuries happened last year. 
So I think Columbus is going to surprise some people. Nate, we're into the top four. At four, I've got the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, you know, it, it. we talked about with Boston how, oh, well, you know, they're getting some veterans together and we're, you know, we're going to, they're, they're going to try to, to, uh, you know, take one more run, you know, before they have to do their inevitable rebuild slash retooling, whatever they, they got to do. Pittsburgh, I think, is we, we know that they're in that same boat where it's like they've got the uh, stars and it's like, well, we got to do our one last kick at the can here and see how we do. That's exactly what they did. I think Pittsburgh's a little bit in a better spot than, than the Bruins are. Mm. Um, and I think that'll show in the standings. I think Pittsburgh will be just above them. Um, I think if that's how that works, if the, they'll, be, they'll be around each other. But um, obviously the biggest move that they did to surround, you know, Crosby, Malkin, and Latang is getting Eric Carlson. And I expect him to be, you know, put up quite the – I mean, he had his best season of his career last season, and I don't doubt he's going to put up the numbers again this year as an offensive threat on the back end. Uh, but I want to talk about Ryan Graves too because this is a guy who's 28 years old. And he he's a, he was a, he's been a significant piece. He was a significant piece, um, you know, when he was on the Devils, uh, you know, and he was and he was a nice piece on the Abs too. So I mean, it's you know he's going to be a big factor for them on the blue line. And then you go and you get a guy like Lars Eller, nice forward depth. We'll see what Jeff Carter has in the tank at 38 years old. Um, Riley Smith. Nice underrated signing, uh, uh, what they traded for him, but nice underrated uh, transaction that they were able to get him uh, because I always liked him with Vegas. Um, And goaltending obviously is a big question mark because, Mike, I know you're not the biggest fan of Jerry, right? No, I I don't like Tristan Jari. And you've got Nadelkovich as the backup. Yeah, yeah, their goaltending is a question. Their goaltending is not – in, in a good spot, in my opinion. So, all right, Noah. Let's keep this train going, Nate. I've got Pittsburgh Penguins at number four. I swear we didn't copy off one another. We did not copy off one another. I think the our top three. Mad. I think our top three will differ, hopefully. But no, I got Penguins at four. Uh, the Carlson deal puts them right back up into I think cup contention. To me, they are the version of the Los Angeles Rams of like they went in on the big name veterans who have I think a couple years of like at the end of their prime left. Like Carlson's probably got a good couple years left of being very productive. I mean, he was he won the Norris right last year. Yeah. So yeah. he, he's still win the Norris, so he's still got a lot left in the tank. Um, I love, you, you know, Nate, you talked about Riley Smith and Lars Eller. I love the addition of Matthew Nieto. Uh, I think him on the third line with Lars Eller I think is really, really uh, fun addition. That should help uh, take some pressure off Crosby and Malkin. But Crosby and Malkin are one of the best pairings, one of the best center depths in the league. They're still just going to be fantastic. Yeah, I got, I got Pittsburgh here too. Crosby, Malkin, Eller, Carter, Eddie Order. That's great center depth. Nate mentioned Graves and, and Smith. They fixed their bottom six, which was an atrocity last year. The biggest question mark is Tristan Jari. And they're another one. If they had gone out instead of making the move for Carlson and they went out and got a John Gibson, I'd still like them more because they'd have the goalie. They wouldn't have the 100-point defenseman, 
But I didn't think the 100-point defenseman was a necessity for them. But mm-hmm. uh, I got them at four. So we all have the same top three because it's the same top three as last year. Nate, yeah. who's in third? I've got your Rangers number three. Um, and that's no knock on your team. I think it's just it's it's going to be – it's going to be a battle for the top three in this division. I mean, it's going to be a battle for this entire division, but, um, you know, I, you know, we'll see with how the Rangers do take in the next step. I mean, for, for me, you know, the, the core young players of the Rangers are just going to be getting better and better. We're talking Shesterkin, 27 years old. He's about ready to hit his prime. I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. Um, Adam Fox, 25 years old, already has a Norris Trophy, uh, you know, on the shelf. And I, he'll get at least one more, I think, at least one more, even though it's hard to win a Norris with how many good defensemen there are in this league. He is one of the best ones to do it. And, yeah, I, he's going to have another I, – I predict he might have a career year in points this year. Um, a couple questions I have. We got to see what uh, what happens with Kako and Lafreniere. We'll see if they're able to bounce back. Um, Mike, I know you've been a defender of both guys that you think that they can. I mean, they are so young. I mean, I mean, Lafreniere gets so much crap, and he's 21 years old. <laughs> like, it's like yeah. give him a couple more years to t- develop, you know. But um, you know, I'm interested to see. You know, uh, you know. Uh, seasons, you know, for like Keandre Miller on the back end, how significant he'll be, you know, and then for some of these new guys, you know, Blake Wheeler, obviously this is, you know, who knows when he's going to be hanging him up. This might be his last kick at the can to try to get a cup, uh, you know, so I thought that was a nice signing. And then, uh, you know, Jonathan Quick, just that that was a nice, uh, you know, I mean, he's going to be the backup goalie at 37 years old, but I think that's kind of cool because I think he grew up a Rangers fan. So, you know, to have him, uh, you know, it's a cool, nice little story, you know, to have him, uh, to, you know, to be on the team, and we'll see how he actually does, uh, you know, how many games he actually plays when uh, the time comes. But All right, Noah. New York Rangers, number three. <laughs> um, I think this team – but this team's really, really good. The, the, the core that they've built with Panarin, Lafreniere, you lose Tarasenko, but I think – Definitely more than makes up for it with what you've added, what the players are going to step up, who will step up. Uh, Sisterkin's fantastic. Now you got Jonathan Quick as your backup. That's just a great goalie pairing. Yeah, what's not to love about the Rangers? But there, there's there's high expectations for the Rangers this year. There are. And, Nate, you brought up the two guys in Kako and Lafreniere. Well, they're finally going to get the minutes. They're finally going to get into the top six, which I think is massive for both of them. Kako had a really good preseason. May not have shown in points, but you could see uh, how well he played. I know people are out on Lafreniere, but I think if you could, if Peter Laviolette's listening, and I know he is, a second line of Artemi Panarin, Philip Heedle, and Alexei Lafreniere, I think could do some damage. Then you're going to get a third line with Vincent Trocek, which I think would fit him better. I think this team's got something. Um, I think what they needed was some structure, and Peter Laviolette brings that. Oh, yeah, the guy in goal, he's pretty good. And I expect Igor Shesterkin to have a really good year. So 
at the Rangers at three. Nate, who do you got at two? I've got a feeling that this is going to be where Noah and I will disagree. I think. <laughs> at number two, I've got the Carolina Hurricanes. Whoa, okay. So I know, and that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna you know, I, I think it will be close. That's not me, you know. I I always feel like when it's like, oh, they we don't have them at one, therefore you're not giving them enough credit. They're definitely good, but the team that I've got at one, I think, is gonna just uh, be able to uh, put things together a little bit more than Carolina, at least in the regular season. Um, we know how good Carolina can be. I mean, I'm not gonna do any anybody. I'm not gonna do them justice by by telling how good they are. Uh, uh, Sebastian Ajo, obviously. The fact that they were able to bring back Anderson and Ranta. You know, the goaltending is back from what it was last year. Kokniemi, Svechnikov, we got to see when he's able to come back. Um, Jordan Stahl, obviously, is back. Uh, Slavin, Brent Burns, they added Dmitry Orlov in the offseason. Brett Pesci, there were rumors that maybe he wasn't going to be uh, sticking around. Maybe he was going to get traded. He's He's still with the team. Uh, Natchez, Martinuk. I mean, it goes on and on. There's so many great players they have. Um, I and uh, I, I, I will eventually get to why they're two when I get to number one. But um, they're 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 not going to show any signs of slowing down. They're still going to be very good. No. Yeah, Nate. Uh, you and I have the exact same list. I got the Carolina Hurricanes at number oh. two. <laughs> okay. I, I. That's fair. I mean, look, I I love the um, I love this team. You know, Aho's amazing. Kokiemi, I know him from Montreal. He's fantastic. Um, look, they're, they're all fantastic, but I just think there's a certain team above them that's just like no, like I, I think this team's going to be absolutely incredible uh, this upcoming year, and we'll get to them in a second. But you add Michael Bunting, I think that's a great uh, addition. Jordan Stahl. Jack Dur- uh, Drury are great center depths. Martin Hook, Taro Taravainen is always really underrated. Seth Jarvis, super underrated. Jesper Foss. You got Slavin and Burns on the back end. Uh, you kept both your goalies from last year, which is a pretty incredible feat. You kept both Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta. So, but yeah, no, Carolina's going to be right up there, but I'm going to go with another team at number one. All right. I'm putting the Devils in second. Uh, I know you guys now have them at one, but I'm going to put them at two. Listen, offensively, I don't think there's – I think their forward group is better than Toronto's. With Hughes, Heesher, Brat, they add in a Tyler Toffoli. Then they – the back end, I'm – I got a little bit of concern on the back end with the loss of Ryan Graves, but they're pretty good there. Questions in goal. They're still ultra talented. The only th- the only reason why I'm putting Carolina ahead of them, one, two reasons. One, the goaltending. But two, when you go back to last year and they played each other in the second round of the playoffs, Carolina beat them pretty good. I need to see the Devils come back and beat Carolina before I can have them hop over Carolina. So I've got the Devils at two, which means Nate's got them at one. Do you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. 
All righty. Yeah, I got the Devils at one. And, uh, you know, I I just think that I, I have a feeling that they're going to be one of the most dangerous teams in the league this upcoming year. I, I really do. I, 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 I mean, you said it, Mike. You think that they've got a better lineup than Toronto. And, mm-hmm. and I agree. I think that this is a potential President's Trophy winning team. Uh, there certainly will be in the hunt. I'm not saying that they're going to do that, but I, I, they're going to be in that conversation. Uh, when you talk about Jack Hughes, who I have hitting 100 points this year. He just, I don't know if he just missed, what, he, like 99 or something? I think he just missed it. Uh, yeah, 99. He, he's, he's surpassing 100 this year. I know that's like, wow, one point over. Yeah, no, he's going to hit 100. Um, and uh, Timo Meyer, this is the first full year he's going to be in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Going to be an absolute stud for them, no question. They locked him up long term. Wait, did they lock him up long term? Yes. Okay, yeah, that just my brain somehow blacked out that part of my memory for a second there. Um, yeah, him, Dawson Mercer. Uh, he he's been impressive when I've watched him. Obviously, Nico Heischer, you got to include him in there. Dougie Hamilton on the back end with the season he had, the points he put up last year. He had twenty two goals as a defenseman, 52 assists for 74 points in 82 games. He was healthy all last year. He was an absolute beast on the blue line for them. And, you know, we'll see what Andre Palat can do for them this year. They brought in Tyler Toffoli, which I completely forgot that they even added him, uh, but they added him uh, as well. And we'll see what happens with the goaltending because obviously they have Vanacek, uh, who they had gotten, um, and they brought in before last season. Uh, we'll see what uh, Luke Hughes can do. I just seen his name now on the blue line. Uh, you know, mm. full season of him, but and we'll see what happens with the Kira Schmid. I, I I think that he's going to have a really good season. I know he's young. He's twenty three years old. He's not going to hit his prime right out of the gate. But I think we have we might if if Vanacek fizzles early. I think we might have a big year out of Schmid. We'll have to see, but I, I might be a bull prediction, might be a hot take. I, I, I've got them one. I think a good year out of the guy from the, from Peter Pan, Captain Hoax on everybody. Schmeed. No, I'm going with Nate here. I've got the Devils in number one. This team, they were such a shock last year. We all had them. I think number seven or six going into last year and then all of a sudden they're second they're killing everybody it's like whoa where did this come from and they took that and they just got better timo meyer they add him on the second line that that's freaking fantastic and then you add tyler Toffoli, who's coming off two career years unbelievable depth that this team's got this team's gonna go all the way i, I i'm with you nate i think presence trophy winning team i think this team's going to be unstoppable this year I I got the Canes at one. They just, they find ways every year to be really good. And I'll say this, John Cooper's the best coach in the league. Rod Brendamore's number two. He gets these guys to play, play with the same energy and passion that he played with. Aho, Stahl's back. They have the best blue line in hockey. I don't think anyone would argue against that. I, 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 and then they brought back both goalies. They're so good at goalie. Their best goalie might be Peter Kachetkov, and he's going to play the AHL more than likely. That's how good the Carolina Hurricanes are. 
I, I think they win the Metro again. They're, they're just – listen, they're in the same boat as Toronto and Edmonton, though. They've got to get over this hump and eventually get to a cup final. They're that talented. But I got Carolina. So those are our predictions for the Eastern Conference. Is there anything else you gentlemen wanted to bring up? That was it. I just, yeah, I just think that uh, if you check the temperature right now in uh, New Jersey, uh, they would say it is hotter than hell. So that's, uh, you know. Well, they're, they're on ready the to highway be- to hell. They live in New Jersey. <laughs> I they will live see. in it's Jersey. That was a decision they made. That was so funny. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for this edition of the Breakaway Bandits podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. Listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com for your blogs, vlogs, planes, trains, and automobiles. And you can follow us on the socials. Uh, we're on Facebook and we're on Twitter at SIM Breakaway for the podcast, at S Insanity Real for the network. And until next time, for Nathan Moser, Noah Trumbly, I am Mike Griffin. Thank you for listening to the Breakaway Bands podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. And let's get ready to drop the puck, everybody. <laughs>